Yeah. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of Ask a Lawyer, a production of the Institute for Native Arts and Media. This half hour is brought to you by Oklahoma Indian Legal Services, serving Indian country in Oklahoma for 40 years. Today, we have Brian Candelaria. Brian, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank, thank you for having me. I love it. Okay, so there's a lot going on. And of course, oils is, is in the big thick of it. Now, um, one of the things we talked about in previous conversations is the need to prepare for disasters and having all of your paperwork done. But um, let's talk about some of the events that oils has coming up um, where you're helping these different communities understand if they're in um, an official uh, declaration of disaster zone and, and things like what, what y'all are doing to, to help our Indian communities. Yes, uh, well, first, I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, kind of touch base with, uh, with the tribal communities um, and um, uh, especially on, you know, um, platforms like this, um, because the more information that we get out to everyone, the better. And um, and uh, especially given uh, you know the limited resources a lot of folks have, um, it's it's important to connect them with in, uh, resources that can help them recover from disaster, uh, not just prepare for disaster but also recover from disaster. And so, um, as as you mentioned, we're getting out in the community um, over the course of the next uh, three to four weeks, because um, in in uh, early May. Uh, we had a series of um, storms, severe storms, go through Oklahoma. And uh, so FEMA declared, uh, the federal government declared, um, uh, made a disaster declaration that affects um, uh, seven uh, uh, counties. And so over the course of the next, um, the next uh, three, four weeks, we'll be getting out to each of those counties and making ourselves available to the tribal citizens of those counties. Um, those, those counties, if I may real quick, just um, say what those counties are. Those counties are Adair, Cherokee, Muskogee, Okmulgee, Potawatomi, Seminole, and Tulsa. And so yesterday um, on uh, August 2nd, I was in uh, Okmulgee over at the public library. And so um, I will be over in um, Sem uh, Seminole uh, tomorrow over at the Seminole State College and over in Shawnee at the Expo Center uh, on Saturday. And then uh, Muskogee next Wednesday. And then um, I will be uh, over at uh, Stillwell, the morning of the 18th, and Tahlequah for Cherokee County, the afternoon of the 18th. So that's kind of what. So um, that's so when we go to these events, when we do these outreaches, uh, we just uh, make ourselves available to answer any questions that people may have regarding disaster recovery, and connect them with uh, resources and um, talk talk about the process. Uh, involved in uh, disaster recovery. That's, you know, when you name those counties off, <clears throat> first of all, it's significant in Oklahoma. And if you don't know if Oklahoma, if you're not from Oklahoma and don't know our counties that weren't forced to learn them in Oklahoma history, like I was, um, you know that you'll notice that that is a line in central Oklahoma that goes up kind of toward the northeast. 
And what strikes me too are the tribal jurisdictions that have these federal uh, declarations for, for these disaster areas. Now let's talk a little bit about what goes into an actual declaration. First of all, a declaration, the, the only person that can declare a federal emergency and, and a lot funds for said emergency is the president of the United States. That is correct. That is correct. And so when we look at these tribal jurisdictions that have these declarations, I think it's really important to note that our tribal leaders are 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 leaders of sovereign nations and are on that same level with the president of the United States so they can go directly to him and and ask him for those resources themselves correct correct and and that's um the there's a federal legislation called the Stafford Act that um that provides uh and uh, until recently, they they had to try to had to go through the states, uh, had to go through the governors. Um, there were recent amendments, um, and uh, where that was changed, where the sovereignty of the of the tribal nations was recognized um, and um, appreciated, and um, where uh, uh, individual tri tribal nations um, can. Uh, can apply for uh, disaster services, um, and um, that uh, including for uh, individual services for their tribe members. So, um, in this particular case, um, there um, there have been a as as you mentioned the the swath uh, basically up I uh, I forty four um, along that path. Um, uh, you you have the uh, Muskogee that's affected, the Cherokee that's affected, uh, the Seminole. Uh, in fact, a tornado uh, hit the Seminole, uh, the city of Seminole. So um, again, uh, as as you mentioned, the scope uh, and how it affects the tribal tribal nations, uh, the various tribal nations, um, you know, requires some sort of uh, federal response. And again, as sovereign nations, the the, the tribes can request that. I think it's it's also interesting to note that um, once once an area has that federal declaration, the federal disaster declaration, once they have that, that opens the communities up to, to various kinds of help, be it um, with your home or with different kinds of, of things. I know flood insurance. They have the, the flood insurance program that, that everybody's encouraged to have flood insurance. And you know what, with everything that's going on in Kentucky and how, how everything is getting more intense weather-wise, um, that's not a bad idea. Definitely. But, but, but let's talk about preparing for that because we, we are really in a, in a reactive society, right? We're, we're very real, especially Indians. We're completely reactive. We are not proactive usually. And yeah. so let's talk about some of those proactive things that natives can do to, it, it, unfortunately, if this happens, what kind of documents do um, natives, especially native homeowners need to kind of have an order 
for to in order to kind of uh, take advantage of these federal resources should they, you know, um, have, you know, have a disaster come upon them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, in, in, um, it, that, that's, that's all great, uh, points there because, um, uh, as, as you mentioned, like, like on the flood, what you can do is, um, uh, when there is, is flood damage, uh, as far as repairs can be, can be difficult, you're, you're, let's say you're in a floodplain and, and, you know, may not even realize it. Um, but, uh, it, you you need you need things like your your title. Make sure your title's up to date. Um, thankfully, FEMA has uh, over the course of the past year and a half, two years, um, they have because a lot of folks um, like ourselves and uh, legal uh, legal aid services of Oklahoma um, and and various other legal organizations have pointed out that people may be living in a home that they don't necessarily own. Um, and that's through no fault of their own. The titles have not been brought up to date. It's a family home that's been passed down from generation to generation. This is especially true in rural areas and in particular tribal areas um, where you, you live in the, you cared for your mother or your father and you stayed there after they've passed away the house technically is still in their name and they did the same thing with, with their family member and stuff. And so uh, what FEMA has done is stressed occupancy. And so you'll want to make sure that you've got documents that demonstrate your occupancy up to six months prior to the event um, and uh, be able to have those where you can readily get to, to them um, so that you can provide that proof of occupancy to FEMA for uh, disaster uh, recovery funding, and um, so and that that funding not does not just come through uh, through FEMA, but can come through organizations and departments like and agencies like the Small Business um, uh, Small Business um, Administration uh, SBA, and um, so and it, that's that's. That can be confusing. People think, well, I'm not a small business and therefore it won't apply for me. It's just where loans, uh, it's just a program that that can can you know basically connect people to loans um, and and for for the purpose of recovering from disaster. So and that's the sort of thing that at these events we're able to let let people know. I think that's really interesting too, because if you if you do know that you are in a potential disaster area and i'm going to use us here in oklahoma because we're in tornado alley i mean we we know i grew up here in oklahoma and i know that a tornado could hit us in 10 minutes it, it just might you know it might yeah. snow it, it might snow heavily in october like we <laughs> see you know and so i just the the crazy weather that i've grown up with in oklahoma and me witnessing with my own two eyes how more how ever more extreme it's getting i think it's really interesting to encourage people not just natives but people homeowners in general like maybe have copies of those in your go bag have a go yeah. bag 
<laughs> yeah. yeah have yeah, your yeah. have your bag have your have your bag with your flashlight and your batteries and your first aid kit and yeah you know your extra your extra toiletries and i have to have clean Medicine. socks <laughs> so yeah, there's, yeah. there's several pairs of socks yeah. in yeah. in my bag in my go bag so yeah. um but those are the kinds of things that i a lot of people especially in a panic i don't think get my get my title to my home is going to yeah. be right you know yeah no 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 and and that's 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 exactly yeah that it does require a little planning and and you'd mentioned earlier that a, a lot of folks are reactive in in particular um uh you know uh, uh tribal citizens um and and um to some degree if if you think about the treatment in the past and you know to a large degree this is just my opinion as far as observations and stuff um the the especially like the federal government and and the state governments and stuff would change the rules where you could prepare for something one way and 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 uh rules would be changed in in a blink of the eye and and so your preparations are are uh, you know out the window but like you said Everybody, whether tribal citizens, non-tribal citizens, anybody benefits from being able to prepare for a disaster. Disaster, you know, won't won't avoid a place because it's a tribal community, or it won't hit a place because it's a tribal community. It just occurs. Those floodwaters keep coming, the tornado keeps coming, and um, so it's 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 a very important uh, to make those preparations and take the time. But um, again, it's, it's easier said than done because during blue skies, it's, that's usually not the time we think to do that, you know? So during blue sky times um, is, is when people like myself uh, getting out there and reminding folks just because it's blue sky on, on August 3rd does not mean it's going to be blue sky, you know, August 10th. So it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, we, we gotta get that word out. I think too, and it has to be considered and, and you can call it whatever you can call it climate. You can call it, you know, a change in weather, whatever you want to call it, what we are seeing and what is undeniable are, is the weather getting more extreme. And it's not just weather, it's drought. And we're seeing this across the, the Northwest. We're seeing it in California. We're even seeing it here in Oklahoma in fires, wildfires. Yeah. Yeah. And and we, we don't have any rain. We don't have any rain forecasted for the next 10 yeah. days, right? So yeah. Yeah. I think too, that when you're talking about blue sky days, those blue sky days are still dangerous. Yeah. They're yeah. still, I mean, because you think of, I think of weather, but fire especially is the great equalizer. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it just, it just goes and you're seeing all of these, these folks in California and these beautiful million dollar, right? Multi-million dollar homes and and property and it's just they've got to get out and some of them don't yeah. because it's going so fast and right, so right. how do you in in cases like that where you don't you end up with nothing yeah with with i mean you're watching your house explode on tv there was a, that happened to a couple you know but what yeah. what what happens 
in those kinds of instances, like the, the worst, most extreme instances, how are you able to ask for that kind of help that you need in the immediate right. from, from well, FEMA or SBA or whoever? Yeah, well, that's that's where um, uh, our, our various for for oils, that's where our various uh, partnerships um, with um, our uh, with um, what's called Oklahoma VOAD, uh, volunteer organizations active in disaster, partnerships with organizations like that, which include member organizations like the Red Cross, Salvation Army, um, and uh, Habitat for Humanity. Um, those those partnerships that we have with them connect us and by extension connect the tribal communities with, um, uh, with resources um, to deal with immediate housing needs, uh, immediate um, you know, shelter, uh, food, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, we're also connected uh, with the various um, uh, emergency management organizations and departments, uh, state and tribal. Um, we're also a member of the Intertribal uh, Emergency Management Coalition. Um, and uh, just those partnerships help us to connect whoever at, at times of need, whether it's whether it's like you said, uh, during a fire situation, um, you know, uh, Muskogee uh, a couple of weeks ago had, had a, uh, an apartment complex catch fire and all of a sudden people are without homes. And so, you know, we get mobilized, we, we connect, we do a lot of collaboration. Um, and um, so that's, that's how we can help at, at uh, you know, during those immediate, immediate times uh, for, Preparation also, um, it's it's about uh, creating partnerships uh, with um, various organizations that deal with, um, in particular, with climate change. Um, you know, uh, you know whether it's through universities or various centers, uh, connecting with people who have experience in understanding the effects of climate change on populations and stuff. Those are those. Are not just important now, but are going to be even more important in the future. Is 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 making those connections. I think that's absolutely right. And and being able to connect with these tribes, Item C. I love Item C as a former tribal emergency manager and and still certified through the state. I I I'm a full proponent of being prepared and and community emergency response team certs. Um, and, and different things like that. If you're, if you're able to do that in your community, um, every county has an emergency manager. And so if you wanna know the kinds of things that your county does here in Oklahoma and probably across the United States, you can call your county emergency manager and see if you can volunteer. Now volunteering, you're not probably not gonna be out there fighting the fire or anything, but people at um, intake, people making coffee, people counting, people going through addresses, people doing the computer work. That's really important volunteer stuff too um, when you're out in the field. And so um, if you're if you're interested in volunteering, um, even if you're a tribal citizen and you want to talk to your tribe about the kinds of things that they have as far as preparedness goes, um, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to, to tell you the different kinds of things that they have if they have, you know, and if yeah. they don't, which, which I 
can't really think of a tribe off the top of my head that doesn't have some kind of, of emergency plans or emergency management. Um, it's, it's, it's just what you do, especially if you're going to ask FEMA for money, you yeah. got to show them that you're serious about exactly. emergency management. Exactly. And especially if, if you've got, you know, uh, a tribe that has a housing authority where, you know, they've got to make uh, plans and preparations for, um, for uh, housed citizens that are housed uh, within their, within their um, uh, district, now within their boundaries. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, that's, those, those are, are uh, very important, uh, you know, um, connections and, 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 uh, and so it's, 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 they're they're great folks to work with, as as you know, as as you've pointed out, and um, uh, one one thing um, I think that the past couple of years have demonstrated is that you know part part of um, the emergency management that you know kind of has been very active was because of the pandemic, and then the realization is while you're going through the pandemic, the weather continues. And, you know, of course we had the ice storms um, and, you know, as, as you pointed out, fires and flooding and, and that sort of thing. So um, our emergency manage, managers, um, our emergency managed departments and stuff uh, could use all the help they get because it can be tiring over you know, two plus years, three years of, of dealing with continuous emergencies it's it, it can be it can be tough yeah and you know as you said there are a lot of community partners out there who are, maybe aren't officially organized but but greatly contribute in times of emergency case in point i'm going to brag on one of our churches in anadarko and that's where's chapel it's west of anadarko about four or five miles and they've been a staging area for for many different um emergencies and and incidents that have happened there west of anadarko by the apache y and things like that they've had a a meta flight land there before and so um and they've they've got different resources and they're and they're they're organized in that sense in that they know exactly how to respond and how to help and who to call right there in their immediate community and they do that as as a service to the to the community and and to help the first responders and so it's it's really important to understand that there are community groups out there like that and and there if you if you look that they, they are there and they're yeah. they're willing to help and they're willing to take on volunteers so we want to encourage encourage you to to volunteer in in your community in in those ways and and really um under, understand how your community gets prepared because at Definitely. some point if that emergency comes about that plan's got to go into action for better or worse Right, right, exactly, exactly. We, you know, going back to um, uh, VOAD, um, uh, several faith-based organizations, uh, Catholic charities, um, uh, you know, um, uh, there are just a, a lot of, uh, and, and as, as your point, one of the, one of the important aspects that faith-based um, uh, organizations can provide during a disaster is, um, you know, that emotional support that we all um, are affected, 
you know, when, when a disaster occurs and stuff, that emotional support cannot be underestimated. And, and that is just as value when you're talking about getting that cup of coffee for folks, it's that human connection of, of getting that cup of coffee for someone in need. And, and so, yeah, it's, 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 it's good to make those, those connections and everyone can help. That's for sure. Now let's go ahead and um, real quick though, speaking of wildfires and speaking of a couple of things that are, that are kind of happening outside of, of that, that those federally declared disaster areas here in Oklahoma, do you think just in your opinion that we're going to see those disaster areas expanded because of these wildfires at some point, because Uh man, they get out of control pretty fast. Yeah, I, I think, it, well, as far as declaration, as far as the seven county, that's, that's um, you know, with the floods, we uh, everything that we've heard um, is that right now, the, the flood damage declaration, you know, uh, what's it called, DR 4657, that's probably not going to expand any. But as far as possible future, um, future declaration for wildfires, that, that is possible. Um, uh, you know, um, you have only to look to, to like, uh, to New Mexico as, as far as, you know, the, their wildfires and, and, and how bad that they have been. And so to, to know that it, it can rise up to the level of a of federal you know, federally recognized disaster. Um, it's just, it just has to meet certain threshold and affect a certain amount of population. And so, um, you know, it definitely can. And, and you know, so um, it, it is something that we can, you know, actively, you know, pursue and, and especially those communities that are affected by disaster. I want to make a point too that what I just said I didn't want to confuse anybody because you're you're right like the the flood zone that that has already been declared you can't be outside of that and and decide that you're going to try to to get FEMA's help it it has to be for those counties and right. you have to live within that certain area Pawnee County or Osage County or you know anywhere anywhere further further south love county you know you're you're not there you're you're not in that in that area so um and and that's a really important thing to understand too is is how the declarations work and so brian let's go ahead and talk and review about the places that you're going to be here in the next week and um and kind of touch base of of where you're going to be in those communities Okay, so um, uh, again, tomorrow I'll be over at the Seminole um, State College in the Haney Room, um, Haney Lecture Hall. Um, There is what's called the DRC, Disaster uh, uh, Resource Center event that that is ongoing. Um, And uh, so I'll be attending that from, uh, from 10 to 2. Um, it goes until uh, seven o'clock. Um, you know, it goes from nine in the morning to seven o'clock. So even if you don't, uh, even if you don't, um, you know, aren't able to go, you know, during uh, regular hours, it's 
you know, they, they will be open to help folks at, at that time. Um, so, and then um, uh, Saturday, I'll be over in Shawnee, uh, over at the Expo Center. Um, and that will be from uh, 10 to 2 as well. Um, and then uh, next week, I'll be over in Muskogee, and that will be next Wednesday. And that um, that is also going to be at, uh, at a DRC, and uh, that will be over at the Harris uh, Job School uh, over on uh, uh, County uh, Country Club Road uh, over in Muskogee. Excellent. Thank you so much, Brian, for taking the time and coming to talk to us about this. Um, don't forget, folks, if you live in any of these counties, so I'm going to go and go down the list. Adair, uh, Cherokee, Muskogee, Oakmulgee, Pottawatomie, Seminole, or Tulsa counties. Correct. If you're, if you're in any of those counties, have been affected by the flooding. And um, especially if you're a, a citizen of, uh, of a tribe, you can talk to OILS. Um, Brian's going to be hanging out in all of those counties uh, within the next couple of weeks to answer any questions that y'all might have at these different community events. So these events yeah. are always open to the public. So make sure right. that you feel free to go there. Ask as many questions as you need to. Um, because this is this is really important information and oils is always so so generous with their time and and to to help uh, wherever they go so make sure that if you can catch any of the staff attorneys for Oklahoma Indian Legal Services in your community um, be it for Wills Clinics um, I know that they're doing a lot of things with expungements uh, federal disaster relief lots of things and lots of services offered by Oklahoma Indian Legal Services and uh, they are a bunch of great folks over there so thank you so much Brian again for coming on and uh, getting in the hot seat today. I, I appreciate the opportunity and just one one last thing is to is to note there are deadlines to getting federal disaster aid and the deadline is August um, August 29th so so that's again a reason why we make sure to get out to the to the communities this this next uh, next few weeks. Yes, for sure. That's coming up. And P.S. If anybody's going to send birthday presents to any awesome person that was born on that day. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> so noted. <laughs> so remember, August 29th is the deadline to apply for this federal uh, disaster relief in Oklahoma. And if you want more information, of course, you can contact Oklahoma Indian Legal Services at 800-658-1497. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a production of the Institute for Native Arts and Media. For more information about Oklahoma Indian Legal Services or to donate, you can visit their website at oilsonline.org. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll catch you back here next week. Have a great day.